Worldview Update, bringing you closer to international or global news. 20 minutes after 6, good morning. In Taiwan, the country's governing Democratic Progressive Party has won another term in office, meaning the current vice president, Lai Xingte, will take over as president. The, DPT, the DPP has maintained a long-running policy that Taiwan will stay independent of China. China would probably have preferred the Kuomintang Party to win the elections. It seems to have a less independent view of Taiwan's future. Roland Henwood is a commentator on international and domestic affairs at the University of Pretoria. Roland, good morning. Thanks for your time. Good morning, Stephen. China obviously believes Taiwan is part of its territory. It's believed that for many years. For the DPP to win another term, does this suggest most people in Taiwan want Taiwan to stay independent and not to be a part of China? It's actually a little bit more <clears throat> complex than that. The indications are that most Taiwanese don't want full integration, but they also don't want complete independence from China. I think people realize that that's a non-starter, and that is going to create much more problems in the short to medium term. So people are, have, have a mixed approach in the sense that they probably would prefer the status quo, but not in the context of pushing for independence. That is just not going to happen and that won't get the support that it requires. We've seen all sorts of speculation that China is growing more assertive. Some in the U.S. have claimed that China could even invade Taiwan. Does this election result have any impact on those tensions? Could it perhaps increase them in some ways? It may increase them in terms of rhetoric, but I don't think it's going to have a real impact. Um, the, the status quo is probably going to be what we see in the short term. Um China has tried to influence the outcome of the election, has tried to put a lot of pressure, not tried to, they've put a lot of pressure on Taiwan and tried to signal to people what they would prefer. And that is actually a party that is more in line with what they want, more in open to continuous conversation and discussions and moving closer to China in in the long term. Um, that was not the outcome of the election, which is a surprise to many. Um, but if one looks at what China has done after the election results is to basically not focus on what happened in Taiwan as much as to pinpoint the countries that congratulated the leadership for the new election, because they see that as a form of acknowledgement of the existence of state of Taiwan as a separate state. And that, of course, is a big no-no in the eyes of China. But I don't think on the ground much is going to change immediately. There's so many elements to this. I mean, just as one example of the trading relationship and how complex it is, Foxconn is a Taiwanese-owned company that has factories in China that supply uh, the, the, the biggest American companies you can think of. And obviously, most iPhones are assembled in Foxconn factories in China. I mean, there are other things China can do, too, if it wants to. It's got many economic levers here. Yes, it has. Um, but one must be careful in that it's not only what China can do. And we've already seen a backlash against China in the last couple of years from Japan and from the US especially, but also from others because of the um, hard-handed way in which China started to act. And we've seen a lot of manufacturing capacity being moved out of China into other sub um, other countries in the subcontinent. 
including with uh, with Apple and iPhone, moving away from from the Chinese factories in China. And that, of course, has contributed to the economic problems in China, not the major issues, but it definitely played a role. And China is becoming much more aware and, and careful of this because there are other economic levers on the other side also. And the, the best process probably would be one to scale down the tensions and take a more long-term view of the process, which used to be the Chinese approach. But of late, Xi seems to be um, impatient and seems to be pushing the issue, probably fearing that the signal that comes out of Taiwan is not good for what's happening in China. And there's a lot of sensitivity to that. At the same time over the weekend, China's other neighbor, North Korea, launched a new missile, a ballistic missile. It's testing missiles that could one day attack the U.S., or that's the the aim. Is this a, another test for China as well, North Korea becoming more assertive, and China obviously has strong influence over North Korea? Yeah, that's a difficult one. Um, historically, China, with five other key role players, including Russia, have been quite strongly against the development of the nuclear program in North Korea, but it's continued in any case, regardless of what, what influence they had. And um, that has created tensions in the past, and China has put pressure on North Korea, but but also mindful that it is also in its own interest that there is some level of tension, and that it, there is some level of patent in, uh, of latent instability in the region because it puts the U.S. under pressure and it puts the allies of the U.S. under pressure, really? including Japan and South Korea. Roland Henwood, thank you very much indeed, a commentator at the University of Pretoria.